This episode of the Two Droids podcast is proudly brought to you by Who Clothing. Two droids and no questions asked. Hello and welcome to the Two Droids No Questions Asked podcast, your one-stop shop for all the latest pop culture, movie, TV and comic book news. I'm today, of course, as always, joined by my other faithful co-host, Simo. How are you doing, Simo? I'm good. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good as well, mate. Pretty good. I'm a little bit tired, but you know, we move, we move. Yeah, it's been a long old week, oh, hasn't it? It's been a long old week. But here we are. Here we are. As always, Who ready thought, to eh? deliver to the people. Yeah, look at us. Look at us. Hey, look at us. <laughs> well, on this week's show, Simo, Ooh. we're going to be discussing, as always, the latest news and trailers of the week mm. before diving into a review and discussion of the latest entry in the Hunger Games franchise, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah, it was a good. I I remember. Like, I'm trying to like remember the full movie and it's entire, but it, there's so yeah. much in there. But we're gonna yeah, we're it's... gonna go through it later on. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll dive into that later on. Um. So, should we dive into the latest news of this week? Have you got a hot pile of steaming news this week? Always. Oof. It's been. It, it's. I don't know how they get it so spot on, but it's literally as we press record, I get it delivered to the desk by by owl. Yeah, it just I have to leave a window open. It's awful at this time of year because it's freezing. But an owl comes through, drops off a big big pile of paper. It's what we do. Hot off the press. It's what sacrifices you make for the listener, you know? Yeah, well, that's, that's we, we have like. to. That's what we like. Yeah. So, you know, if you're happy that we're making these sacrifices, maybe leave a five-star rating and a review. Or just you know, do it anyway. That you're grateful. Mm. Yeah, do it. We dare you. Anyway, let's dive into the news. The news. Or... As we like to call this section, the weekly bugle. Now, some unfortunate news to start off mm. this week. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Roger Castell, who is famous for creating iconic movie posters, um, the Jaws poster, the Empire Strikes Back poster, uh, has unfortunately died at the age of 92. I mean, he's created some iconic pieces of art. Yeah. I mean, that Jaws poster is just instantly yeah. recognisable. Probably the most iconic movie poster ever made. I'd agree with you on that one. Yeah, and it's it's been parodied so many times as well. Like people use it as a yeah. basis for other trailers as well. Uh, if you look at the trailer, sorry, posters. Same with Empire Strikes Back. Look at that poster. It's I know it, like the the it's kind of similar to the New Hope one where it's like the people like all based in like yeah. all situated around the poster. But that is then the standard for posters since then. Yeah, like everyone has yeah, done. How many? Yeah floating head posters do we see just every single especially like one mcu posters they're all all the same like that <laughs> all the same they all, yeah. all copy the same like i don't know if he came up with that but like you know i think it's, it's the a, empire strikes back was uh inspired by another poster mm. but his what he his take on it is definitely iconic yeah yeah, yeah. It's sad mean, sad always sad yeah very sad i mean he's, he's had a huge impact on on just pop culture um, I mean, a fantastic career. Created over a thousand images over, over his career. I do think that people who create like posters for movies are overlooked quite a lot. Um, oh, massively, I mean, we yeah. we met uh, we met one earlier on in the year, and actually uh, we did. We got a, a signed poster off him for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, I think I think they do deserve deserve more. Obviously, deserve more respect. But they just deserve to be spoken about a bit more. You know, they like yeah. The posters sell the movie. Like, it's yeah, such an important absolutely. part. It's 
one of the first things that people see before a movie comes out. And that's what people collect from the movies. Yeah. And and you look at like that Jaws poster that we mentioned, you know, that like every tonal and like emotional beat in that movie and like the tense yeah, yeah. scenes of the movie and the fear element, the like unsuspecting element, all of that in a poster which looks so simple. I was going to say, yeah. such a good job. I was going to say, it's, it's a very simple poster, isn't it? Like, there's not a lot going yeah, on. Yeah. But yeah, well, you know, less is sometimes more. Yeah. Which is absolutely. why we're going to finish the podcast here. That is it. Less is more. We've done yeah. the best podcast we've ever done. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, make sure to leave, leave a rating. <laughs> uh, yeah, but obviously, rest in peace, Roger Castell. Yeah. Um, a fantastic career and massive impact. Next up in the news, so flip the page Ooh. if you will um marvel following the the ending of the actor's strike uh, has updated its release schedule uh, for the next couple of years uh, so there's a couple of move uh, a couple of movies that have changed yeah. um, that they've announced deadpool 3 is the first one um which was due to come out on the 3rd of may 2024 but has now been pushed back to the 26th of july of the same year now you'd think it'd go the other way wouldn't you You'd think it would yeah. either stay where it is or it would maybe be brought forward. But mm. getting pushed back... Now, there's that that's kind of says to me that some of the stuff that they filmed during the writer's strike might have been crap. Like, maybe not un- yeah. unusable, or maybe they've just changed their ideas. You know, it's Marvel. They, they change things all the time. And especially around the whole Kang dynasty side of things, maybe, maybe that means mm. that they are changing their direction a little bit. Do we know if this is for reshoots or... Uh, so they haven't said why. Um, part of me maybe thinks a little bit of ADR. Um, okay. I know the, with Deadpool, obviously, you can't see his face yeah, when he's speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Ryan Reynolds just, like, improvises loads of lines. Yeah. Um, like, after shooting's done, that they can just drop in. But obviously, he couldn't do that during the strike, so yeah. maybe there's a little bit of that involved. Yeah, it would um, surprise me. Yeah, but they've they've sort of kept... Throughout the movies they've re-announced, they've kept like the same dates, but just changed them for different ones. Okay. Um, so the next one is Captain America: Brave New World. Um, oh yeah, see Anthony Mackie's Captain America movie with Harrison Ford. Um, so that was previously dated uh, for the twenty sixth of July, which is the spot Deadpool threes now now has, and has been moved back again to the fourteenth of February, twenty twenty five. Now with this one. From what I have heard about the story for this, mm. I am, and in the current world we're in, I am not surprised this has been pushed back. I don't want to talk no. too much about some of the characters that are being used in it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're. Are you getting to where I'm? What I'm hinting at here? Yeah. So yeah, one of the I story so. beats. It very insensitive at this time, and mm. I get. I, I'm hoping that is something they're changing as a part of the pushback. And just altering yeah. it slightly, because um, I, I don't think that's going to go very well for them if they release it with a certain character. No. Not the character in it per se, but the the context around the character. It's yeah, and the, the the story beats of what I've heard sound very similar to a real world event that's going on in the in the world right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it makes sense. They pushed it back. Um, Again, I think you know, these things always have reshoots. Mm. Um, but I suppose we won't tell until it comes out. The next one that they've rearranged, uh, the Thunderbolts. 
so the Suicide Squad, but make it Marvel, uh, <laughs> was previously dated to come out on the 20th of December 2024, and that has moved back again to the 25th of July 2025. Okay. Um, so they haven't actually started uh, principal photography on this one, so they haven't actually started filming it yet. So I suppose, you know, we're yeah. pushing it to December now, a year to get the whole thing turned around is audacious. Um, well, a year so and a half as well is still going to be... A, yeah. a push yeah yeah they're still going to be very tight but fingers crossed they have to pay everyone properly now mm. so yeah that's very hopefully true. they can get it done but i won't be surprised if that's pushed back even more and then the final one they've announced uh is blade uh which was previously meant to come out on the 14th of feb 2025 and has now moved to the 11th of july 2025 which again audacious to say that yeah. they're now rewriting the whole movie i mean is it gonna come out <laughs> is it actually gonna be uh, a thing i mean i hope it does yeah it's just whether or not it actually does come out i mean i'm yeah I, i'm not i'm very apprehensive about this movie if i'm being honest um yeah. just everything surrounded it development hell it just yeah it just sounds a mess just sounds an absolute mess yeah, I mean, we covered it a bit the other week, didn't we? Yeah. That they've gone through, like, four different scripts now. Um, like, they're just firing through writers, firing through directors. Yeah. You've got cast members threatening to walk away. Um, it just seems to be stuck. It seems like such an so, easy again. thing for them to make as well. Like, just yeah. make a cool superhero vampire movie. Like, yeah, it that sounds cool. I mean, I guess Morbius kind of fucked it up already. But, like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, sorry, that was the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. But like, I yeah, think this is an even easier premise than than Morbius, though, because this is li- literally just a vampire hunter. Yeah, you don't even yeah, need yeah. to touch on the the superhero element of it. You don't really need to go into that a huge amount. Just make a cool Van Helsing movie. Yeah, yeah, literally, like uh, the one with uh, the, the, the Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman there we go. <laughs> The Hugh Jackman. The Hugh Jackman. Oh, actually, Van Helsing movie. I, I, I like. I it. take it back. My favorite Van Helsing in the entire world is from Young Dracula on BBC. <laughs> can you remember that movie? Oh, that TV show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, can, I can remember Young Dracula. <laughs> oh, that's a core memory from that. That was. I just remember remembering how incredible that used to be. That was. Yeah, that was think, like. I remember when they did like they brought it back for a bit. And it was like, yeah, I remember that bit. That was like our end game. That was, yeah, yeah. That was like the BBC's end game. I think they only did like, I think they did like one season in like 2005. Yeah. And then they brought it back in like 2011. I remember it being with darker like the same as well. cast but grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it being a bit dark. Um, it was a classic. I loved Young Dracula. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah, none of this reboot nonsense either i want the original cast yeah i want them playing the same roles as well so like i want them still in school i want to see uh dracula <laughs> going i want dracula just randomly appearing in the middle of his his son's school in all black and no one says anything about it but... no nothing <laughs> oh that was what, incredible what a show yeah um yeah so that's sort of all the movies that marvel have announced that are moving around i think a lot of this is still up for change yeah. i think especially the the later ones pushing into 2025 um, will change. Just take your time um, and make it better. However, you know, the Kevin Feige previously said, oh yeah, we're going away from, from quantity and back towards quality. 
But at the minute, with, with these new announcements, <laughs> Captain America, Thunderbolts and Blade are all coming out in 2025. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't seem like a move away from quantity. Although, I guess, like, came a bit like the early days of the MCU when it was like, you'd get a movie at the start of the year, then you'd get a movie mm. in the middle of the year, and then you'd get one at the end. So maybe... I mean, and they were good movies, so it could work. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose so, and I hope it works. Mm. Um, but the jury's still out on that one. Yeah. We will have to see. However, elsewhere in the news this week, uh, still a bit of Marvel news, mm. but apparently we have some Fantastic Four casting news. Uh, so rumours started surf- uh, surfacing this week that a certain actor is circling the role of Reed Richards in Marvel's upcoming Fantastic Four movie. That actor being maybe the most father actor of all time, mm. Pedro Pascal. Daddy. So, <laughs> <laughs> now, apparently Pedro Pascal has been offered a contract and is ready to sign on to join the MCU. However, there's still a couple of roadblocks. Um, the biggest one being his just really, really busy schedule. Mm. Um, so over the next two years, uh, he's planning to star in Gladiator 2, uh, The Last of Us Season 2, and a movie called Weapons. And I'm not sure where he's going to find time in here to, to also be Reed Richards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, You're forgetting one thing, though. He's a single dad. Mm. He'll make time. They always do, you know? They always power yeah. through and make <laughs> the time for everything. And he's a single dad and everything. <laughs> He will find a way. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of funny commentary on it about like Pedro Pascal when he reads the Fantastic Four script, and it's that he has to get a, an orphaned child with special abilities <laughs> to the same location. Well, you say how are they going to do this one? Because like he has a wife and he has his kids. Like they're, they're all alive. Yeah. Like in the in the comics. Like you know, that, how is he going to work in a functioning family? Maybe that's going to be the interesting part of the movie. You know, it's going to be Reed Richards yeah. trying to struggling with being in a functioning family. Yeah, um, I suppose we're going to have to see. Yeah. Um, but allegedly, uh, the role's also been offered to other people. Uh, Adam Driver was a big one that apparently passed on yeah. it. Matt Smith apparently tass- uh, passed Ooh. on it. Um, and in in this same round, uh, Christopher Abbott and Jamie Dornan both tested for the role, but. At time of recording, it looks like it's going to Pedro Pascal. I would like um, that a lot. I'd actually really like that. See, I think he'll be great, but Pedro Pascal's forty-nine. Yeah, but Reed Richards this is quite—he's normally like quite a well-established and mature character, anyway. So yeah, but is Pedro Pascal? Because realistically. This isn't coming out for at least two, if not three yeah. years. Yeah. So he's going to be into his 50s. Is Pedro Pascal going to want to be squeezing himself into spandex at the age of 60 to do a Fantastic Four movie? Money. Money, money. I suppose, like, yeah. He is money definitely is one of those point. actors that genuinely will take stuff for money because he's been in that, that mobile game ad that isn't the game that you download um, yeah. <laughs> doing an yeah, advert true. for that. And I'm pretty sure when people went, why did you do that? He's like... Money, like, so, money, yeah. um, financial reasons. Um, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I mean, I really like we'll it. have to see. My other thing is, is that comic book Reed Richards is not a nice guy. Mm. He's like, yeah, a bit of an arsehole and I just worry that Pedro Pascal's maybe too nice. I mean, obviously he is an actor. Yeah, I mean, he so could act. He could but... act in a way that he isn't very nice. I reckon mm. he could. I reckon well, he's got it's... the ability to do that. 
it's his his natural charisma oh, yeah. that worries me. I really because like again, him. Reed Richards is not is not a charismatic guy, like at mm. all. But Pedro Pascal just sort of gives off a natural oh, yeah. I'm, charisma. I'm just thinking know. now. There's a reason he's the one always tasked with transporting kids to safe destinations. You know, I suppose because he's the nice guy. Yeah, but he's a bit he's a bit nasty in The Last of Us, and then but then I'm yeah, but then he turns nice, and then I'm just thinking then. I'm trying to think of movies where he's a, like meant to be a bad guy, and like in the unbearable weight of massive talent, he's like meant to yeah. be a bad guy. But then all of a sudden, he's really, really nice. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe Kingsman you're onto 2. something. <laughs> yeah, Kingsman Two is a villain, but again, he's he's that like sympathetic oh, he's villain into the villain. He's really um, charismatic. Wonder Woman as well. Oh, the one that no one. I'm gonna say I haven't seen me. it. If I've been honest, <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm pretty sure Don't he worry. is. <laughs> I think we're we're part of the general consensus that no, no one saw that movie. We run a comic book movie podcast, and we haven't seen yeah. one of the biggest comic. What well, what well, not one of the biggest, but you know, a big comic book movie release in well, recent years. The follow up to one of the biggest comic book movies ever, because Wonder Woman was huge. It made like a billion dollars. Yeah. But yeah, I watched the first one, one. Not so much. But yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to see on this one. Um, there's been some negative feedback on it on twitter okay mainly because he is um he's a latin actor okay um so obviously you've got the the typical lot that we ah, mentioned ah, that are now yes. kicking off that you know losers reed richards is a, <laughs> yeah reed richards is a white man and you know this guy's uh latinx and just get a life i mean what does it matter really right you can right i kind of gonna it kind of moves into one of my points on my hot take later on, so I'm, I'm going to leave that a little bit. Mm. But it doesn't really matter. Like it, do, it doesn't. No. It doesn't matter. Like you, if you like your Reed Richards to be a white man from America, read your comics or watch the old movies. If Pedro Pascal yeah. becomes uh, Reed Richards, mm. like you can still have that. You can still have that person. Yeah. It's fine. It's still there. It's not cultural yeah, yeah. appropriation because it's not fucking real. No. <laughs> These are made up characters. Yeah, it's literally, he's not However, real. You're getting very upset in the real world, yeah. which just a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll move away from the negative stuff because I think this is mainly positive. Um, there's been some other rumours over the last couple of months. Um, apparently, Vanessa Kirby and Joseph Quinn Ooh. are already signed on to play Sue and Johnny Storm, uh, respectively. Um, and Another sort of thing that broke this week, apparently Javier Bardem is the first choice to play Galactus. However, no sort of contract or no official offer has currently been made. Wait. But I think that's great casting. Are you telling me we're not just going to get a massive cloud? <laughs> we're yeah. going to get an actual Galactus. It's not just going to be Real Galactus, cloud. Yeah. Oh. Um, Stop the clocks. I, I really like the idea of Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm, to be fair. I think that'd be quite good. Yeah, I think, um, that's I think it's quite a smart move as well because, like, since Stranger mm. Things, like, people absolutely love him. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, it's that seems like a smart move. He's still a very young actor. Yeah. That that's that can my, be smart. Uh, my tattoo artist has a, a tattoo of Eddie from Stranger Things on her leg. Nice. <laughs> Does yeah, it look so good, yeah. or is it one of those ones where it's like the face is a bit weird? To be fair, to say she did it herself, uh, it's pretty good. Is it shit? No, no, it is. It's good. <laughs> She's not going to listen to the podcast. You can say. <laughs> oh, she might, Tell me she it's might shit. Tell me it's shit. <laughs> no, it is. It, gen- it is genuinely a good tattoo. Well, I'm, I'm, um, I'm happy for. So it. Yeah, I agree. I think. Yeah. 
he's he's very much in the zeitgeist. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, exactly. And he's a good actor. I think he'd be he could do the cockiness of Johnny Stormwell. Is there any rumours um, for the thing? None as of yet. Okay. But I might have a hot take on that later. Um, so if you're listening, casting directors, just just listen to what I've got to say <laughs> because I might be cooking. And we, we, we um, require anyway. a little fee for that as well, for Ryan's ideas, you know, donation to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You've got to grease the palms a little bit, you know. Yeah. Especially when it makes a billion dollars because of me. You know, I'll, I'll settle for 10, 10% of, of revenue. You'll get Zuckerberg, I'm, I'm telling you. You'll get Zuckerberg. Yeah. Or no, I'll be like the other guy in that story. <laughs> oh, there's another guy? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Eduardo something. Wait, who, do, who um, was he played by in the movie? Cause, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zuckerberg. As in, like, you're going to take away the one that um, oh. Andrew Garfield played. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant I would be the Zuckerberg. No, no, you'll get Zuckerberg. The of, of Disney. <laughs> I mean, I'm available for that also. But anyway, elsewhere in the news, again, still on the Marvel vibe. Um, maybe that Variety article was right that Marvel are in the mud because they just can't stop with their headlines recently. Um, but the director of Avengers Kang Dynasty, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, has stepped away from the project. Ooh, okay. Again, this makes me think that we're just never going to see this movie. Um, however, he's not been fired. He's not been sacked. He's still part of the MCU. He's just stepped away from the Avengers movie uh, to focus on other Marvel projects. Um, so the news is reporting that the split is amicable um, and he remains on board to, op- uh, to direct two episodes of Wonder Man um, in which he's also serving as executive producer. Okay few questions about wonder man because that's apparently going to sit under the uh marvel spotlight banner so is that in the mcu is it not in the mcu uh i suppose we'll have to see um and he's also signed on to direct the planned sequel to shang chi that hasn't got so, a date yet has it i swear that hasn't got no not 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 a lot's come from that um right no. i've got something here like we're talking about like avengers and stuff like that and obviously we spoke earlier about fantastic four and we spoke about mm. um like deadpool I really think that the MCU, a, a very wise decision for them, I think, would be to step away from the Avengers a little bit. Like, we've had the Avengers. We've had the ones that we liked. People aren't going to be happy with whoever they replace them with. And especially no, if... It's always going to be an issue. Looking at some of the rumours of people that might be replacing sort of Avengers, it's just the same character, but by, by someone different. Or, or in well, some yeah, cases, a different iteration. rumours are to believe, yeah, the, it's the, the same. same character yeah. played by the same person. Yeah, and like, I feel like It'd be so much better just to see, like, and at the moment in universe, the Avengers seem to be scattered and not knowing what's going on and not very organized. Mm. So how good would it be for the Fantastic Four to come in and be, or the X Men, and be like, "We'll fill that yeah. void in universe and also <laughs> in real life." Yeah, it makes yeah. sense, and I and it would, it, yeah, it would revitalize right. the MCU a little bit. We would get new stories that aren't following on from the same things that we've been going for over ten years. People will get mm. bored of the same thing, like so. I kind of yeah, want. I do agree with I you. I want a bit of a, but, a. Yeah, I mean, I'll I will always watch the Avengers movies. I really liked. Them, oh yeah, yeah, of but course, yeah. It might help the the bit of you know uh, fatigue that people have got at the moment because they're just going to see the Avengers yeah. and just go. Oh, all right. Yeah, so. I, I think as well, like you said, you're always going to have people that are making comparisons to, yeah, yeah, you know, RDJ and Chris Evans and yeah, you know, the the rest of the OGs, in the maybe just mitigate that altogether and just shelf it yeah. for a little Obviously, bit. Obviously, do whatever you want. Like that, It's your company. But, like, you know, come on. Yeah. 
And a general audiences will probably watch it Until anyway. I come in but, and take over. Oh, yeah, because we've, we've already established that you're going to be the Justin Timberlake in this story and you're going to take over. Yeah, mm. it'll be mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kevin and Bob Iger. Um, yeah, again, th- this... I've spoken about it on previous episodes. This, for me, also just makes me think this movie's not happening. They've not announced a new director. They've not given any sort of time frame mm. as to when they're going to announce a new director. Um I think Kang Dynasty's in the pan. Well, to be honest with you, from the finale of Loki, they could it mm. kind of it could go two ways with the way that ended, didn't it? It looks like yeah. they've kind of done it in a very clever way where they can go, oh no, they they solved all the problem with the Kangs, mm. or they can go, oh no, he he started the problem with the Kangs. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they can wait, see what happens yeah. on, on on the trial, on the trial, <laughs> and, and then uh, yeah. then make the decision. Um, yeah, so again, it's still all up in the air, um, but if I was a, a betting man, I would put money on never seeing yeah. this movie yeah. materialise. Yeah. Now, we'll move away from the MCU, and we'll move towards another studio that's mm. just in the mud. an absolute <laughs> shithouse, yeah, which is uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers made headlines the other week when they announced that their live-action animation yeah. hybrid movie... Um, Coyote versus Acme. Is that how you say that? Acme? I've never figured that out. I, I don't is it, I think I think it is, yeah. I think it is. We'll rock with it. ACME. Um, so the Coyote know. versus Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It could be clearer. Um no wonder they've they've binned it. Um, well, so have they, they they announced that well, technically, yes. Mm. Uh so Warner Bro- Warner Brothers announced that the live action slash animation hybrid movie uh, Coyote versus Acme was not going to be released. So they've filmed it, they've animated it, they've done all the post-production, all the editing, ready to go, and then they've done a Batgirl, and they've said, actually, if we release movies, there's a chance they might not make money. Yeah, and, mm. So to mitigate that risk, um, they've written it off as a, a tax write-off, and we're not going to release it. Now, this has caused a lot of backlash not online. So, you know, people have come out and said, you know, like we've done that, you're just doing another Batgirl, you know, if you never release a movie, you're also not going to make any money, um, and so basically they've reversed that decision so they've said, well we're not going to release it, we don't want the risk but the director, uh, Dave Green, can now go to other distributors and listen to offers, um, okay. so Amazon are currently the favourites to, to purchase the rights and release it that makes me think if they do buy it, it will go straight Stream. to cinema. Uh, straight to streaming, yeah. sorry. Um, but I was excited for this. John Cena's in this movie. I was really excited to see it. I really hope that this goes to cinemas. And f- you know like, mm. you know the uh, the internet crazes for like uh, Barbenheimer, the Minions, yeah. stuff like that. I hope they, get a- they band together using the internet powers mm. of just random... Just- Banded together on <laughs> random memes. Just memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I hope that they, they create an army so strong that this becomes one of the highest grossing movies of all time. And I hope that Warner mm. Brothers somehow get fuck all for it. Like, yeah. really. I, I think that would just be brilliant. Like, I, I, I want, I want it to be an Oscar hit. I want it to win all the awards. Yeah. I, want, I want everything to go to this movie. And then I. John Cena <laughs> for best yes. And then, <laughs> and then I just want Warner Brothers just to be sat there. And I want them to pan to like, everyone from Warner Brothers during the Oscar mm. ceremony. And then I want them to use a cartoon. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> 
Oh, that would be brilliant. And then, like, I don't know, like, they could have, like, Coyote, like, on the screen, hold up, like, a sign and bump. Like, just with something on there, like, dumb idiots or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, like uh, Peter Saffron holds up a sign yeah. that says, like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> James Gunn's eyes are, like, popping out of the school. Like. <laughs> Not only that, can we finish up this little fantasy that, that John Cena goes up to the stage? He's been announced as the, the winner of the best actor in a motion picture for the Oscar. Picks up the golden statue, and then he just extends his palm in front of the world <laughs> you can't see me which would be really weird because we'd all be watching it and we'd be like you know would it be nice for john cena to tip up for his fucking oscar wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly it's gone to his head but you know it still wouldn't be the, the most controversial moment on an oscar stage involving someone's hand no <laughs> <laughs> you keep my wife's name <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll uh, be what yeah, happened I mean, you keep the... my production's name out your <laughs> yeah, goddamn yeah. mouth <laughs> yeah I'd love to see it uh, but yeah I mean all the like the, the screenings of this movie and everything else is, is really positive people are saying it's like it could be what Space Jam was yeah or the original yeah, generation yeah, that, yeah it like, could yeah, be not, not Space Jam I've not, too, seen, definitely it. not, not. seen it not, not, the, oh, not I, another thing that was there for you know IP reasons I tried to watch it <laughs> I tried to watch it because I love the original Space Jam. So good. I got 10 minutes in and, and turned it off. I, I couldn't do it. It I, was dreadful. I, I just want to... I've just come up with an idea for something. I don't know if this will... Just let me know if this 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 would work. Okay. So... I'll let you cook. We're talking about Coyote, yeah? Versus Roadrunner. Mm. Yeah. Coyote is the traditional yeah. way of doing it. Yeah, now, yeah, what yeah. if we get Chris Rock and Will Smith... <laughs> And we do a series where it's, it's Will Smith trying to like get Chris Rock in different scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah. I would absolutely watch it. I think it'd be fucking brilliant. It's just like I think you'd, you'd struggle getting either one of them to sign up to it. Oh no, none but... of them need to say. It. We just need their likeness. You know, we just need their likeness. Oh, okay. we don't need to. They don't oh, need to speak. You <laughs> just like little. You should have just cartoon noises. You know, time they do anything. You should have come up with this idea six months ago before the protecting stay high. Damn! <laughs> they could have turned it around in a week. <laughs> but no, I, I hope it does come out, and I agree with you. I hope it goes to cinemas, because um, I do really want to see it. Yeah, I, I mean, the rest it. of the cast is, is great as well. Um, but, you know, Warner Brothers, what are you doing? I want to see you Batgirl can't... as well. Why can't they do the same with Batgirl? Why can't they give that to someone else? I'm not sure. Because I want to see that I'm as not well. not sure. Like Brandon yeah, Fraser, mean, it was his fucking return. That was his return movie. Yeah, that was yeah. that was what he Michael did. That. Keaton yeah, was like, in it as well. I'd love to see Brandon Fraser as Firefly, and I'd, I'd, yeah. I will never forgive them for taking that away from me. No, no. But Warner Brothers just release a movie. Just just bite the bullet. We'll move on. <clears throat> Elsewhere in the news this week, uh, Taika Waititi mm. has made headlines uh, speaking about his planned Star Wars movie. Um, so this news originally broke uh, broke a couple of years ago yeah. that Taika Waititi had signed on and was in the process of writing a script for a Star Wars movie. We haven't really heard anything about it no. since then, until this week. Um, so he's confirmed that it is still going ahead um, and then commented further, saying that this is a direct quote, it will be a Taika Waititi film. It's going to piss people off. 
Now, I don't know if that's given the recent history of Star Wars, it is likely that it will be <laughs> I don't think it once come out that hasn't pissed people off, so yeah, I agree. No, I don't think Star Wars fans as a whole have ever agreed on anything, ever. So yeah, pretty accurate. Um, still no updates on title or plot or cast or anything like that. This is all he's had to say. Um, but yeah, probably is going to piss people off. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm thinking? Why? I, I don't know why I'm getting this feeling, but I'm getting, I'm getting a bad feeling about this. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. <laughs> I paused so the audience could laugh. And yeah, I, <laughs> I, I keep thinking it's going to be like a holiday special type of movie, like the Ewok special or something like that. Yeah. Because Taika Tiki comedy, you know, like. I don't really want him to do a serious thing, but I don't. I don't. No. I don't know what. I mean, he could do a really good serious Star Wars movie. It might be absolutely incredible. Yeah. But the fact that he's put is going to piss people off. I don't think he's just talking about Star Wars fans in general because it's just given that that it's, it is a given that you know we're all going to cry yeah. about it, and until twenty years yeah, like, yeah. twenty years later, we're going to be like the sacred texts, and yeah, we think it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we're going to think it's the. I never hated yeah. it. <laughs> and like I mean, I'm already in that now starting with like The Last Jedi I like it now like, I, yeah um, but yeah I, I'm i just getting like a, a feeling that it's going to be something like that where it's just going to be not yeah. properly mainline Star Wars but still set in the universe yeah. and I mean yeah I have a feeling that it's probably going to be an all new cast I don't think he's going to touch legacy characters um that's just a hunch. There's no confirmation on that. Yeah. So then I think hopefully that'll mitigate the, the pissing people off a little bit. I think if they're all new characters. I think I'm gonna have to backtrack a little bit on what I just said about the serious Star Wars stuff because didn't he die? Did he not write and direct some of the Mandalorian? Yeah, he's done a few episodes so, of Mandalorian. Yeah, like yeah, it could it could easily be a really good thing. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's there's probably a little bit of ego in this comment as well. Mm. A little bit of like yeah, everyone hates me. Sort of thing. Oh um, yeah, well, which you know, I, you know, maybe make a better. I don't, I don't hate you. No, I don't hate you, but you know, your last Thor movie was a bit shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder was ass. But <laughs> you seem like a nice guy. I mean, I enjoyed, so, I enjoyed it. What you want? I, I did enjoy, I enjoyed the 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 idea of that movie, but like, it's just, mm. it was again just a, just the movie, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't great. No. But I, I have faith. I mean, I'm going to see it regardless. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. We're stuck in that bit, yeah. aren't we? We are. Anyway, Simo, I think that is it for the news this week. Mm, that was a good good pile of hot, steamy mm. news. Absolutely. So, so that, that that leads us to, to just one thing. Trailers. Mm. So we're going we're gonna, to... We've had quite a few trailers this week. Um, mm, some week. better than others. Some trailers just didn't really show anything. Um, no. But we're gonna we're gonna delve into what I think I think is probably the biggest one. Maybe oh, I don't know actually. Uh, the biggest one might also be the last one. But Madam Web, mm. I'd say in our in our yeah. sort of arena, this is definitely the biggest one that that was released this week. I'd say yeah, definitely the most controversial. Yeah. Um, so basically, in in the trailer, we we get introduced to. Um, Dakota Johnson's character of, as Madame Webb, and she's a she's a paramedic, and somehow she's seeing the future, and she starts trying. You know, she's a bit clairvoyant, which obviously Madame Webb in the comics is is a clairvoyant. 
um, to just see see things that happen before they happen. Uh, and essentially, what's apparently going to happen in this movie is uh, it's, so they've, they've said as part of the synopsis. Meanwhile, in another universe. So when they say yeah. meanwhile in another universe, is this another Sony universe? Is this a parallel Sony universe to the the one that they've currently got running? Or is this the Morbiverse? Yeah, or or is or are they saying another universe because obviously they have done some work with the MCU and it's separate to that. But then again, I guess they already have several universes in Sony now anyway because of the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um so I guess they've got different ones anyway. But yeah, so um it's a standalone origin movie. I don't mm. when they say standalone I mean it's got Question mark. several spider women in it, so is it is yeah. it stand I don't know. But yeah, and um, it's also like if if this movie does well, it's only they won't link it to the Yeah. The, the rest of the others like I just know what's gonna happen at the end of the movie. Everything's gonna go wrong and then she's just gonna look at the screen and go I reckon it had something to do with Spider-Man. And then that's yeah. going to be what it is. Uh, but yeah, basically, she's a paramedic in Manhattan. Uh, she gets clairvoyant abilities. And then she starts, you know, she starts seeing things and she has to confront her past. And uh, she meets uh, some very powerful women on her journey. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the cast for this, uh, we've got Dakota Johnson playing Madam Web, Adam Scott as Ben Parker, Emma Roberts mm. as Mary Parker, so are we going to see a younger Peter Parker in this? Because this is set in the early 2000s, mm. isn't it? Mm. So I, I don't reckon we're going to see Peter Parker. I think maybe they're going to have to save them to make sure that Spider-Man exists in the future. Yeah. A bit like a Terminator. I, I'm going to say... I, I like was, a, re- a reverse Terminator. I was going to jump into the sort of theories that I've seen on the internet um, mm. uh, about that, but yeah. So we've got when we've got Sydney Sweet Sydney Sweeney playing Julia Carpenter. You know we've got that's one of the Spider Women. Um, yeah. Then we've that's the reason I'll be there. And, <laughs> and then we've got Isabel Mercedes, uh, uh, who's playing Anya Corzona, who is mm-hmm. Spider Girl. Uh, and then we've got Tahar yeah. Rami- uh, Rahim, who's playing Ezekiel Sims, who's kind of like a, a Spider Man, but not. Yeah, um, and it's different from the the comics. Yeah, and the the, from... the first time we see him in this trailer, he stabs someone. Uh, so he's he's not yeah. your everyday Spider Man. His costume, I think, looks just like it was made for a TV show. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look, doesn't look it doesn't look great. Look great. Um, but fair, the whole trailer cool, looks though. like a TV yeah. show. Yeah, it looks like a CW, doesn't it? It looks like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. That's the best assessment of this you could <laughs> yeah, give. It... Is that it does? It looks like a CW TV yeah. show. Um, I mean, it could be really good. I it doesn't look great. Um, I'm, no, <laughs> I, I'm I'm excited to see some Spider Women on screen uh, on live action for the for the first time. Yeah. Um, that is that yeah, is going to be good. You know, um, obviously Spider Man, as Stanley said, can be anyone. That's the whole point of the mask. So I, I really like that. Um, and you know, it looks kind of good, but when we're talking about Peter Parker, there is a yeah. scene in the trailer where it's like it's, it's like someone's birthday party. It's a kid's birthday party, and I don't know if you've noticed, oh. but it's a boy. It look, I'm, I'm assuming it's a boy, and I apologise. I'm assuming a gender because <gasps> blue colours, and yeah, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but it, we see we see both of his parents in that scene, so yeah. It, you know, that's, it doesn't take a, a betting man to to kind of piece that bit together. That we might not see Peter Parker there, but I'm assuming that's Peter Parker's birthday. Now, maybe 
My only thing with this is, obviously we've got Adam Scott playing Ben Parker, so I'm assuming it's a different universe. Mm. But yeah, I like I kind of I kind of want it. I was hoping so bad it was going to be the Andrew Garfield universe. I was hoping so yeah. bad it was going to be the Andrew Garfield universe. It could still be, but I don't think it is. Um, no, but I think that for Adam Scott to get from how he looks to Uncle Ben <laughs> in the first one, you know, in the space of like what ten years, you never know. He might go to I'm, Tatooine I'm sure. for a little bit and just age terribly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, <laughs> it could be good. I really like Adam Scott, um, Dakota Johnson, brilliant actress. Uh, it's getting directed yeah. by uh, S. J. Clarkson, who did right the track record for for this um isn't it's good on some stuff and bad on others mm. um so two episodes of Jessica Jones I really really enjoyed Jessica Jones Jessica Jones is um, good one of my favorite MCU villains is in Jessica Jones yeah, <laughs> David Tennant absolutely. absolutely killed it because you know we just we, yeah. we've established already on this podcast he's just the go at everything he does and he's good <laughs> he, yeah he's just the best at everything he does including Doctor mm. Who, and uh, then we've got <laughs> second. <laughs> then we've got uh, second best, uh, and then we've got uh, two episodes from the Defenders. Now I don't know if you remember much from the Which Defenders. Dog, pretty water. pretty shit, <laughs> really pretty shit. I mean, awful, I, I remember enjoying it as a kid, shit. and then I tried to rewatch some of it later on as an adult, and I was like, I, I get why I enjoyed CW at the time. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's what I was getting, but not anymore. Um, but yeah. Uh, I've seen some theories about this where Ezekiel Sims is like apparently like a like a they say he's trying to stop some like Spider-Man vampire type characters or something and like he's trying to apparently they're going to come forward when Spider-Man's there and he's trying to stop Spider-Man from growing up and be turning into Spider-Man to stop these beings from coming in and destroying everything. So he's kind of like a, an anti-hero, I guess, where he's he thinks he's doing good and he thinks he's saving the universe, but in fact, obviously, he's killing... He's stopping Spider-Man from existing. So then there's a theory that... These are all just theories that I've seen on the internet. These aren't established plot points or anything like that. And then there's a theory then that Madame Web is then going to be trying to stop Ezekiel Sims, which then gives us the new... Sony Universe Spider-Man. Mm. Do you know... But I've also seen another theory on that as well. That I hate. One thing I absolutely hate. And it's Sony planning their plot points based on the chuffy TikTok algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. Spider-Verse came out. Yeah. Miguel O'Hara like trended all over TikTok for months. And they've been like, okay, people like spider vampires. Yeah, yeah. Because they like Miguel O'Hara, clearly, so let's do this. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so on the nose, and it's so obvious. I... And it's like the Morbius thing that we spoke about last week, yeah. where they re-released it. Because <laughs> of, the of the memes, yeah. And it's like, you do, must realise that no one is taking you seriously, like, at all. Do you think we're going to get, like, a Spider-Man movie coming up, or a new Madam Web movie, where it's very similar to what she kind of does in a lot of the comics and she does especially in the 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 90s tv show where she brings spider-man from different universes to tackle a problem um uh no and i I hope not as well because then again it's just you're just rehashing spider-verse yeah i guess it is you've just spent two and a half hours of across the spider-verse telling everyone why that's a bad thing yeah to then try and go oh no it's a good thing actually watch this movie about it and also sony yeah, these none of these movies are good. 
I don't know why he's still pumping money into them. There's no. not one good one. No. Just just call it. I just, just call it a day. Let it go. Like, Madam Web just seems like such a weird one to go for when they could have just done yeah. Spider-Woman or Spider-Girl. Yeah. They could have just done them. Like, and they, they could have done it very well. And then but it just feels like such a weird one to go. Let's do Madam Web. Like, if you speak to mm. most people, they don't have a fucking clue who Madam Web is. No. Like, but this if you is... say Spider Girl, they just go, "Oh, it's just female Spider Spider Man." Okay, I get See, that. I'm g- I'm gonna make a prediction here, and this is gonna be like the Birds of Prey movie with Harley Quinn oh, that came it. out didn't see a couple it. of years ago. Exactly. I... No one's gonna see it. No one's gonna remember it. You know, you don't see like, oh, with the, all the stuff at DC and it's all changing. Who's remaining? Who's yeah. not? No one's going. Oh, Birds of Prey characters are they still canon? <laughs> Because no one cares. Well, the only thing and about that movie that kind of makes me watch it is Ewan McGregor. That's the only thing that makes me want to watch yeah. the Birds of Prey movie. That is it. Um, yeah. yeah. And this is just going to be like a carbon copy of that, yeah. I think. Right. So the next trailer, a bit more promising. Mm. I'm not as hyped for yeah. this one as I was the first season, but I don't know if that's just because we've had it before and I, it's not something new, essentially. Um, and obviously we've we've had just multiverse in everything but i am still excited for it i think i do i am gonna watch it and i'm it's nice that it's coming out next month but that's the what if season two trailer um Mm, i'm really excited we've got a few rumors for what the episodes are going to be and we obviously in the trailer it's very easy to kind of depict what episodes are what we're gonna get an 80s 90s avengers uh, so that's gonna be including hank pym winter soldier uh t'chaka and thor Maybe mm, potentially, Marvel yeah, Marvel. Well. Um, that could be really cool. Um, but one mm. of the things that I didn't like about the original one was when it was just the same. It's just a, a premise we've already had redone. So I'm hoping that an 80s, 90s Avengers isn't just going to be the Avengers movie in the 90s, but with different characters. No. Well, I, I think it's probably closer to 80s than 90s yeah. looking at it. Um, but I mean, Peggy Carter's going to be there as well mm-hmm. as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Howard Stark's going to be there. Um, I think it'll hopefully be a bit of a different premise, but I'm excited to see these characters interact with each other. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, The new voice actor for T'Chaka sounds quite good. Um, Actually, Mm. I think it sounds all right. Um, Obviously, not going for the exact trying to replicate um, his voice, but I I think it works. Um, Then there's one that I'm actually really looking forward to. Uh, it's probably the one that I'm, in, I'm looking forward to most out of this, and that is, um, it looks like we're getting a bit of Mario Kart in the uh, the MCU. Mm. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be set onto car. Um, we do see uh, uh, some little clips of it going through, and uh, I just did we get the oh, what's his name again? The Grandmaster. Like, I just... yeah, I, I think this is going to be like another one of the the Grandmaster's games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of getting in a big big dome and fighting each other getting cars and fight each other yeah i i is what i we think we get a little bit where he, he looks up and you know sees a statue of himself like who's that handsome fella <laughs> and then waits yeah yeah and um, is it is it played by yes it's jeff it goldblum. is jeff goblin isn't it yeah i'm gonna say yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I my mind went blank and i was like i oh, you know what's he playing by again jeff jeff goblin <laughs> like I, I really like Jeff Goldblum. He's just an oddball, isn't he? <laughs> I just think he's really yeah. cool. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. We're going to get a bit Tony Stark and Gamora together. Now, mm-hmm. Tony Stark and Gamora in the comics 
for a little bit of a thing. Mm, so I wonder if we'll get any hints at that in this, or if they're going to leave that completely alone. Um, so I think this is based on a scrapped episode from season one, okay. which was going to be uh, Tony Stark ends up on Sakaar instead of the Hulk. Okay. Um, so he's there in the Hulkbuster armor, and Gamora's there. And you see that briefly in one of the other episodes, where the Watcher's going around collecting the, the multiverse Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he goes to Sakaar to get Gamora, yeah. and Tony Stark's there. So I think this is a bit of a rehash from an episode that wasn't released I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. If you've done the episode, why not? Like, <laughs> why not? Yeah, makes sense. Um, then it looks like we're going to get uh, Avengers, another Avengers one, but set mm. in the, the 1600s. A bit of a, an old-timey, mm. an old-timey-wimey so Avengers. This, is, this looks like modern characters, just in a different time set. So not like yeah. uh, not like the 80s, 90s one, where it's existing yeah, characters yeah, yeah. as they are then. That, so you're going to have like 1600s Captain America and it's got a little sword. I like that. The 1600s Scarlet Witch and she's got like a, a, a there is 1600s like gown on and I think that's maybe the one I'm most excited for actually. Do you think they got that idea from that trend on TikTok and Facebook stuff like that where it was like, you know, for ages they were just taking classical characters and they're like, but what about if they were a knight? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, like, yeah. So I wonder if that's like where someone just saw that and went, maybe that'd be a fucking great but idea. Yeah, I suppose you, you have just described the premise of the show there. Yeah, what if, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, if, yeah, yeah, what if, yeah. That is what the show is. I want to see Captain America just taking on i don't i want it just have it a little bit i want, I want him i want captain america just a bit, for one i don't know how he's captain america at this point because you know 1600s but like, i'd really like i'd really like to see him like just somehow just pop up against you know the napoleonic wars or something like that that'd be pretty cool yeah it's yeah. like um you could have like i like oh kind of like a red skull but it's napoleon oh that'd be cool <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be cool <laughs> I'd really like that. I mean, yeah, I suppose so. Still small? Yeah, it's still small, yeah. It's still, still yeah, really little, small, yeah. Five foot two red skull <laughs> yeah. running around. But I wanted to still look like Wacky Phoenix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Tom Cruise could play him. Yeah, he's a small man. <laughs> I'd do that little, little tap. I don't know if you can hear it on the mic. That was well, his not feet. animated, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just Why live action Tom Cruise, Cruise, but in the what In the animated too, yeah. show. I would, yeah, I would yeah, love to be one of the that. creators on the what if because I feel like it's su- such an easier way of creating the idea for the premises. Yeah. Could you just sit there and you go, "Well, what can we do?" This is like exactly. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's yeah. like, what do you mean? It's like, well, what if? It's like, what if? It's what like, if Captain America was a squirrel? Bang, done. Episode. Let's do it. It's just like, boom. yeah, like it's so easy. We could do it. It's like my one of my biggest like TV show TV Shoals. show dreams nice. is a Star Wars one. Yeah, if. right. Why not? Because we saw, we saw Mustafa mm. in the last one, and we saw an X-wing in uh, the collector's yeah. collection. So, like, why not? Yeah. Why not do one of those? Like, it'd be so good. Then we're gonna be getting Happy Hogan saves Christmas. A little bit of a, a die-hard mm. style. That'd be cool. I yeah. really like that. You know, this is my second favorite. That and obviously, this is coming out at Christmas, really isn't funny. it? So, are all episodes coming out at the same yeah. time, or is it going to be? No, I, th- I think it's weekly. So, based on the trailer, so could we bet that this will be the first one that comes out then? Because yeah, it's releasing so. just before Christmas, isn't it? So, yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, then we've got uh, Hella gets the ten rings, so uh, mm. she's going to be cooking a hell of a storm up. Uh, with, with them rings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get it, Simo. I got that <laughs> one. 
<laughs> these are all off the fly, by yeah. the way. These are these are off the cuff. This, you know, this is comedic yeah. genius in its uh, in its oh, prime. We can tell that these are we can tell that these are off the yeah. fly. Don't we? Yeah, uh, there's a reason I'm not a comedian and we're doing a podcast, right? Uh, then we've yeah. got uh, another trailer that's uh, come out this week. Mm. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Mm. Now, I've just realised, Ryan, <laughs> that I've not actually watched this trailer. It's the one that I haven't oh. watched. <laughs> well, so, so, do you want me to take this one? You know what? I'm going to pass this one over to you. I feel like you've uh, you've got more of an understanding I'll, I'll take of it. This one. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my understanding of this franchise is is very limited. I've seen I've <laughs> seen one say. movie. <laughs> that was yeah. it. I've seen two movies, so I have double the knowledge of you. And this is this why one. you're taking the helm on this one. Mm. I'll navigate as through these stormy seas which i, th- uh-huh. I think that's that's a, that's a reference isn't it that's a, that works <laughs> well, i mean given percy jackson's father anyway in, in this trailer um so we see a young percy jackson mm. now if you're not familiar with the franchise percy jackson uh, is the son of a demigod mm. uh, and the books follow his adventures as he finds out um sort of that he is special and that he has abilities and powers um, and then maybe he's going to face Ooh, some issues along okay. the way. Um, now, I mean, the cast in this looks great. I like the fact that they have gone, gone with a younger actor yeah. compared to what the movies yeah. did. I mean, the first the first movie's pretty good. Um, I didn't rate it. But I didn't rate it's it. like Harry Potter, where you wouldn't cast you know an 18-year-old yeah, yeah. to play 11-year-old Harry Potter. Yeah. So I like that they have gone a bit younger. Um, Percy Jackson is going to be played by Walker Scoble. Uh, who is um, he played young Ryan Reynolds mm. in that movie where oh yeah yeah old Ryan Reynolds and young Ryan Reynolds do a thing um, yeah I mean I, I think it looks good they're planning to do five seasons of this yeah okay so like each season is going to be one of the books yeah. um, eight episodes in total an hour episode um, and yeah I think it looks good coming out pretty soon as well mm. uh, end of December ooh okay of okay. this year um are we? I'm not gonna lie. I probably won't watch it um, unless we need to talk about yeah. it on the podcast. If it does, like, if it ends up like breaking headlines or anything like that, we'll, I'll probably watch it so we can talk about it. But I, I watched, yeah. I watched the first movie. Um, obviously, it's gonna be different because it's a t- it's a TV show, and obviously, TV. I think TV shows uh, adapting books, I think, usually do better than a movie adapting yeah. a book, just because you can expand on things and you can put all the boring stuff that's in the book inside the tv show you know yeah. <laughs> so it, it, exactly. it works uh, but i might actually be speaking about something like that a bit later on so uh okay. you know listen in yeah i mean i'm excited for it i'm, I'm excited for this I, I think it looks pretty good yeah um and i think it's a really popular franchise it's one of the most popular mm-hmm. like yeah. young like young i'm not say young adult maybe like child to teenage yeah, yeah. aged uh like book series like of the new ones that have come out of the last 10 15 years um so I, i'm excited to see it yeah i think it would be good well and that's coming out soon and if it's if it's not good i'm just gonna blame you for for it if i'm being honest that's fine yeah um <laughs> I'll, I'll carry this burden <laughs> then we've got uh a new trailer that wasn't really a trailer it was more of an announcement but done as a trailer, and that is for the TED TV series. Now, I've had, mm. I don't know if you've seen any of the behind-the-scenes photos, not behind-the-scenes photos, just set photos or photos for the show. Uh, 
But yeah. it it's it seems actually quite a good premise, and I actually I loved the Ted movies. I thought they were both really funny. Um, yeah, it's so. So good. I, I'm actually excited for this. Uh, obviously, in the trailer, it's literally just Ted reading a letter that young Ted wrote for future Ted, and it's just him going, mm. "Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong." It's just Seth MacFarlane jokes. Yeah. It's just Seth MacFarlane jokes. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, so basically, the, the plan for this is a prequel to the movies, and it's going to be following Ted and John in their teenage years. So. John is so no Mark Wahlberg. No, no Mark Wahlberg. Damn it. Um, no Marky Mark in this. Uh, although, how good would it be damn. for him to be playing a sixteen-year-old? <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Yeah, I think do it. Yeah, you know, put like little yeah. spots on him, like you know, give him freckles. Yeah, yeah. You know, that'd be brilliant. It's like you, you can wear your your branded clothes like you do on Instagram <laughs> in, the, in the series. It's fine. Thing is, though, he might not have time for it because you know he's gonna he's gonna be up doing the gym at like five o'clock in the morning. Then he's got church at like you know half past five in the morning, and then he's got another thing at like half, like quarter to six in the morning. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. he's a busy guy, busy guy. He is. Uh, but yeah, the secret to success apparently. So it's gonna be. Oh, I did put the 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 amount of episodes it had in this, uh, but for some reason I've deleted those. Um, yeah, I believe it's about nine episodes long. Um, if that's wrong, shoot me. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be following in from when John's 16. Uh, it's following on from where Ted has already been famous. So Ted's had his fame. This is now him mm-hmm. as a down-and-out celebrity, I guess. Um, and in some yeah. of the some of the photos that you've seen of it, um, it's got uh, John and Ted, uh, you know, with a bong and stuff like that. So I'm assuming, uh, and what it looks like, this is going to be where Ted starts to be a bit of a bad influence on John, you know, and we're going to see them get up yeah. to some mischief. Um, Maybe leading him astray. Yeah, but, you know, it, 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 Ted's always there for John, and uh, it looks like uh, he might be helping him go through some tough times. Uh, which is a lot to get from the trailer. For Thunder Buddies for life. You are you are completely correct, and I hope they don't overdo that in the in the show. I hope it's just a one and done joke. Um, oh, I'm sure we'll get it. Yeah, we will definitely get it. Um, reminds me of a little product placement then for Pepsi Max. The way you brought it through the it looked just like a, a little a little one of those adverts. Like it was perfectly framed to the camera. Um, but yeah, so the cast. So we've got Alana Ubak, who's going to be playing uh, Susan Bennett, uh, so the mum. Scott Grimes is going to be playing Matt Bennett, the father. Oh, Seth wow. MacFarlane uh, is obviously going to be playing Theodore Clubberlang, uh, also known as Ted. Ah, but he will not be Ted Clubberlang yet. No, but he is. He... It's the, that's in Ted too. Isn't when he has to. Oh, he has to get the name, doesn't he? Name. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, mm. I'm, I'm just, he'll just be playing Theodore then. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really hope they call it Theodore <laughs> in the show. Then we've got um, the new John Bennett. Uh, he's played by mm. Max Burkholder. Um, now, this looks pretty good. Oh. It's coming out in January the 11th next year. Uh, yeah, this, and it's on the, the most successful streaming platform, as Ted says. And then he goes, eh, we've got a TV series. That's going to be coming on, on Sky yeah. for, for us in the UK. Um, now, mm. the next trailer. Now, this is for the up-and-coming and kind of anticipated Garfield movie. I mean, when I say mm. anticipated, I mean, I feel like it's only anticipated in our sort of, you know, weird circle yeah. of the internet that we're on. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think anyone else was kind of uh, itching for this, but obviously kids will love it. Families will love it. It'll be, it'll be, they will. They'll like yeah. it. it, it's, it you're going to have to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> They'll make you. They'll make you like... Garfield yeah. will make you like it. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, Chris Pratt will come round to your house, <laughs> and he'll make sure that you like it. Yeah. So uh, Garfield is going on uh, on a wild adventure uh, outside, which we all know Whoa. is a place he does not like. Let's just hope it isn't also done on a Monday, hey? Oh, <laughs> Why is he growling? He's a Mondays. cat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> after an unexpected reunion with his uh, long-lost father. Now, that is played mm. by... Now, his long-lost father is called Vic the Cat. You know, very well-named. In case that wasn't <laughs> yeah. clear. His father, <laughs> yeah, his father is Vic, and he is indeed a cat. And that's expected uh, May 24th next year. Um, it's directed by Mark Dindle, who uh, was the writer for Chicken Little. So, uh, you know, wow. that was an incredible movie. Yeah, that's a, that's a good scene, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. He's done other stuff, but yeah, incredible movie. Uh, so yeah, this this could go really well. Now, the cast. So we've got a bit of a, a stacked cast. We've got um, Sam Jackson playing uh, Vic the Cat, uh, Garfield's dad. Uh, Nicholas Holt playing John. And Chris Pratt playing Garfield. Now everyone was going. Mm. I can't wait to hear what Chris Pratt's voice is going to be like for Garfield. It's it's just it's just Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Pratt. It's just Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Chris Pratt. Um, yeah. What do you what do you think? You know, in the trailer we see you know we see Lord Garfield eating food. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just he gobbles up a lasagna in two seconds flat. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think this will be good, but I think it will be okay. I mean, I'm I'm not really the demographic for this movie, um, but. I think Chris Pratt is a good voice actor. Yeah. I mean, that or his agent is just phenomenal. Um, but, I mean, he did Mario Justice, I think, in the Mario movie. That was good. I think he'll do Garfield Justice. Um, and yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I, I think as well that uh, I'm pretty sure that John Cena might have a role in this. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm pretty sure John Cena's oh. in it. And I have seen that Bill Murray is on the cast list. So, oh, okay. I don't know if that's accidentally put there because he played Garfield, um, and also that other English Garfield, or if it's going to be. Wait, did he play the English Garfield as well? I don't know. Garfield two, everybody, go and watch it. Um, but yeah, then uh, you know it, it could be in it. Who cares? Right. But that's uh, that's all we've got for trailers today. Is that it for trailers? That is it for trailers. Well. Should we move it on to the next segment, Simon? I think we should move it on to the next segment. Let's do that right after a quick word from the sponsor of this episode. Who Clothing is a fantastic new brand recently launched by two guys from Derbyshire in the UK who have a passion for sustainability, active living and looking damn good while you do it. Their goal is to craft fantastic products that give back to communities and individuals without being a burden to our planet. Their first product, the Trash Trooper Cap, is fully hand-stitched and made completely from fully recycled and upcycled materials. Who have teamed up with sustainable partner Topiku to make sure that they are actually having a positive impact and have committed to driving sustainable environmental, social and economic growth in developing communities across the globe. Now, we don't just promote anything on this show, we only promote brands and products that we actually believe in, and I can say hands down that this Trash Trooper cap is genuinely one of the best made and comfiest products that I have used this year. I wear a lot of caps, and this is definitely now the best looking one in my collection. Who are really transparent about their business practices, and if you'd like to learn more about how they operate ethically and sustainably, 
please do check them out on Instagram at who official clothing. That is at H U official clothing and on all other social media platforms at who official. Their website is also live now at www.whoofficialclothing.com. That is www.hufficialclothing.com. Head over there, grab yourself a trash trooper cap, and keep your eyes peeled for some exciting future drops. Check them out now and take the first step to making your wardrobe more sustainable for everyone. Thanks again to Who Clothing for sponsoring this episode. Now, Simo. Should we move into the title segment of this week's episode? We should move into the title segment. It's a pretty big movie. Which is, of course, a review and discussion of The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, the latest iteration of the Hunger Games franchise. Yes. Now, we have time codes and we have chapters now. So we're going to do spoiler free first, mm. have a little chat about the plot without giving too much away, give our ideas and what we thought of the movie. Then we'll dive into some spoilers. So if you don't want to know, if you haven't seen it yet and you want to go into this movie blind, uh, make sure you skip past the spoiler part and then come back and listen to it once you've seen it. Now, Simo, what do you think the story was? Right, so there's been a bit of a war, yeah? And, uh, you know, mm. the capital, uh, they're not very happy about this. So what they've done is they've, no. they've devised a very, very good plan. So what they're going to do is they're going to take two children from each district, which are kind of like the little countries mm-hmm. or states, or whatever you want to, a part of Panem. And what they're going to do is they're going to put them in a big room, and then they're going to go mm. kill each other. And and that's and that yeah. was their plan. That is their plan to stop rebellion. How that has worked yeah. and how that continues to work until the the, the you know the original Hunger Games movies just mm. baffles my brain. But that's yeah. the plan. I feel like we should say. That this is a prequel. Yes, it's a prequel. Any of that. Yeah, yes, this is, <laughs> this is a prequel yes, to the Hunger this Games. This is a prequel. Uh, this is set during the 10th annual Hunger Games, so 10 years after yeah. the, the big war. And, uh, you know, people aren't. People are, are, are hungry, people need to eat. So, what they've done is they've kind of come up with this game. You, you compete in the game, you know, food can be given out to you, that sort of thing. Um, but this is. It's 10 years on since the war. People are starting to lose faith in this sort of barbaric practice. Because um, mm-hmm. what we the sort of arena we see in this, it's not really a spoiler. Um, we see it in the trailer. It's more of like a coliseum style um, yeah. style of events, and it's it is pure punishment on this. There's no showbiz to it. There's no extravaganza no. to it. This is kind of just bare bones Hunger Games, bare bones, just arena fighting. And you mm. know, there's a people aren't really watching and. You know, they need to come up with some new ideas to get the audiences back. And uh, maybe our little friend Cornelius Snow can provide a little bit of... Cor- uh, Coriolanus. I'm just going to call him Snow. <laughs> he, might, yeah. uh, he might have uh, some little ideas that might, you know, create a little bit of spark in there, you know, a little bit of pizzazz. Mm. Um, you know, he's hungry for a big, big, big prize. He wants a big prize to help his little family out with his big prize, and because he, he's uh, mm. he's kind of, kind of hungry himself, and uh, basically, yeah, he wants to win the big prize, <laughs> and that is essentially the. That, that's a very short synopsis of the movie. He wants to win big prize. There's um, <laughs> more bits in there. But who's, who do you think's going to win the Hunger Games, Ryan? Well. I think we've had two very different interpretations <laughs> of what the movie was. I think you've just you what you've done there is you've explained the Hunger Games. Yes. And 
that's about it. Nothing really about the plot of this movie. Um, so, allow me to, to build on, on your, your great work. I, I, yeah. The movie follows a young Coriolanus Snow, who we see uh, in the original Hunger Games movies. He's the, he's the hungriest one of them He's all. the big hunger he man. Runs. Yeah, he's the one they go to when they're all hungry. Um, so we see that uh, he works for the Capitol. Yes. Um, and he's basically in the running to win a big prize um, to become sort of a, a maker of the games. Um, he needs it, his family needs it, and he's determined to, to come out on top. Um, he makes these suggestions as to sort of how to improve the Hunger Games uh, and as such is made a mentor mm. uh, to a young woman from District 12 called Lucy Gray. Uh, so the movie follows those two together. Uh, as he tries to support her and aid her in in winning yeah. the Hunger Games, uh, so Coriolanus, uh, as we see, sort of the main character in this, played yeah. by uh, Tom Blythe throughout. Um, Great acting. I think he's. I think he was yeah, pretty good I, in it, to be honest. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, I feel like this movie. It, it feels like several different movies in one movie, mm. but there, there might be a reasoning behind that that we'll, we'll get into a bit later yeah. on. Um, Get into that into spoilers, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought the premise of it was was well made. I like the fact that it's mm. it's going back to the early side of it. I do like that and how yeah. It, it, I think it it does a good job at showing how it went from the barbaric practice that it was. I mean, it's still barbaric, but you know what I mean, like the mm. just the pure punishment that it was to the extravaganza that it is that we see in the yeah. original Hunger Games. I think it, it, it bridges it quite well. Um, yeah. There's... I think... Cause I, I was a bit worried going into it. Of, I think you always sort of get this with prequels where I already know where he ends yeah, up. Yeah. I already know what happens to him. And then sort of like, how are you going to tell an interesting story when we already know his motivations later down the line? But I think it handled that pretty well. Yeah. To be honest, I, I think his motivations in this are, re- are pretty good. Um, it kind of feels uh, there's, there's bits of it that kind of felt a bit like the first Kingsman, where he's he's kind yeah. of out of place a little bit. He's he's not he's not well off. He's not rich um, like most people are in the capital. Might be a spoiler. I don't, I don't think is that a spoiler. I mean, I, I don't think that's a spoiler because it, it's it oh, kind of fine. goes into like why carry why he's after the why he's after the prize. You know, he's not got a lot of money. But this is it's something that he kind of keeps to himself, um, and then yeah, it kind of goes through how he how he deals with that, um, and I think it's done done pretty well. Obviously, we're going to delve into those little points a lot more. What we spoke about here is basically kind of the, the start of the movie as well. It's not really it's, it's not the mm. the the overarching story. Um, the Hunger Games part of it, I think, was a bit short. Um, yeah. For a Hunger Games movie, the thing that I like to see in my Hunger Games movies is the Hunger Games. Just the fighting. Um, yeah. Now we do see a Hunger Games happen. They do do a Hunger Games, but it's mm. uh, and they're all hungry. It's a bit of a short Hungry Games, and, uh, you know. Mm. But it it works. It works in the movie. I think. I do think it works. Um, but yeah. What you... Yeah. The one thing I want to talk about is uh, Rachel Zegler in this movie. <clears throat> So Rachel Zegler is playing uh, Lucy Gray, yeah. who is the, the, the District 12 girl that is, is drafted in into the Hunger Games. And she's great in this. Yeah, brilliant. She's, she's doing some really good work. Um, there's 
quite a lot of music involved. I think music is quite heavily featured in this movie, which I think to the most part it does well. Yeah, I agree. I think, but she does a lot of the music herself. Um, and they're like, she won. She was in uh, West Side Story. Yeah, she was. I'm pretty sure very, she won the Very Oscar good for that. as well, actually. She's great in that. She's actually I'm yeah, really good. she's fantastic in that. Um, yeah, I think some most of the music is done really, really well. Um, and she's a great actor in this. One issue I did have with this movie is some of the dialogue isn't great. Okay. okay. Um, there's uh, one line in particular that I'll... I'll probably mention in spoilers so i won't go into it now um but i think on the whole the cast do a really good job with the what they've got to work yeah. with i think i mean viola davis in particular is incredible in this she really sells the whole daunting twisted like evil barbaric scientist and she does it really really well so creepy isn't she like have the first yeah. the first scene she just it just felt so powerful. It was just I felt a bit like creeped out yeah. by her. Like it was it was weird. The costume designs are incredible on some of the people, by the way. Um, her, mm. I think hers are really cool. Although she always the one thing that always got me, she has like these weird little cuffs, and I couldn't tell if yeah. there was like she always wears gloves as well. So I was like trying to figure out is there anything is something wrong with her hands or anything like mm. that. Um, but yeah, oh she was brilliant. Peter Dinklage, I really liked yeah. in this. Um, I thought his his character. I, I don't know what I don't know about his motivations though. I don't know. I don't. I feel like yeah. they were a bit confusing at times. Um, yeah, I think they're lacking a little bit of exposition. Yeah. I think on that, just on, on the costumes. I think the costuming is really good in this, but I must say I do prefer like original Hunger Games where everything's outlandish and bold. And I know this yeah, is obviously a the... prequel, and it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, they still haven't got to that point yet. But I'd have liked maybe a, just a little bit more yeah. than what we got. Just a little bit more excess, I think, could have been cool to see. The, the one thing that I do find a bit weird is that, like, the, I think the way that they, they set about the, the creating of the, the Hunger Games in this, it's done in, like, a weird school mm. setting. It's, like, it's like yeah. done by, like, a co- a, that's like a college, isn't it? It's a college. Yeah, um, Hunger Games College. Yeah, and it's just, it's just, it just seems a bit weird. <laughs> I mean, the whole premise is weird yeah. anyway, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I think it would have yeah. been a bit more interesting if it wasn't a college, if it was like they have chosen to, to do this as like they want to be in that job. Like, this is specific, yeah. like just what they've always wanted. Because um, then it would kind of show into how twisted and evil it actually is. Um, there is bits in this where it talks about um, the flip side of it. People that aren't happy with the Hunger Games. And I thought that was done. Mm. I thought it was done really well as well. I don't know how it would work with follow-up movies because I don't I don't know the backstory of the Hunger Games massively other than the movies. I've read the first book and that, mm. that and a little bit of the second one, but I can't really remember it. Yeah. See, I I didn't enjoy that aspect of this movie. Okay. In that, my my main reason being why, and it might be more of a discussion for for spoilers than than now, but. Obviously, like you say about the the moral uh, opposition yeah. to the Hunger Games, it's a bit like, is the Hunger Games good? Well, no. Yeah, yeah. And the audience knows that it's not. That's good. the point. <laughs> so I think they tried to play it as this complex theme. Yeah. And it's not a complex theme. Yeah. At all, because the audience already holds that opinion. I think if they'd have positioned it more, 
to like sort of convince the audience first that yeah this is great the hunger games are great this is why we do them and then moved into that it would have been a bit better but that's just a, a slight critique and just that i don't think that theme was really needed yeah because it, yeah. the audience is already on side with it i suppose yeah. i um, um the, the the only complaint i have on this movie is that there's no young jack quaid in it uh, like the original Hunger Games. No. <laughs> like I, yeah, yeah. I don't get to see him be an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think I I did enjoy it. I I I do have a few critiques, which okay. Uh, again, I think we'll, we'll talk it, about them. Spoiler. It's a, I think. a conversation for spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was good. So should we? Do you think we should rate it now? I think and, we should. I think we should write. Some... I think we should write it. I think we should rate it and then move into move into spoilers. I think yeah. Getting some spoilers. I think we, I think we can have some some juicy discussions mm. here. I'm hungry for I the spoilers. Mm. Okay, so if you don't know, if this is your first time listening to the show, the way that we rank movies or TV shows or anything that we rank uh, on this show, we count down from three and then we answer the age old question to see. Or not to see. Mm, that, that now, is the question. Are you ready, Simo? I am ready. Let's just do this countdown. Let's okay. do this. Three, two, one. To see. To see. I think you should see it. I think you should see it. I think yeah. if you like the Hunger Games, I think you will enjoy this. I mm. enjoyed this a lot more than the, the third and fourth Hunger Games instalment. Yeah. I don't think I enjoyed it more than Catching Fire. No. But I do think I don't it's not the weakest one in, in the in the in no. the saga at all. Um Definitely not. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. And I, I I do like the premise of it. And you were you were right that the the kind of doing a prequel is always hard and they, they I think they did it quite well. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I say, I, there were some things I didn't like about this movie. Um but on the whole, I, I had a good time. Yeah. Now from this point onwards this is your official spoiler warning. Do the horn. We're going to dive into some... <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> there you go. Every, Every week. week. Um, so, if you do not want to hear any spoilers, make sure that you skip ahead to the next section. Look at the time codes down below and check out where we are um, because we are definitely going to spoil some key elements of yeah. this movie right here. Now, one thing, Simo, that I want to talk about... Yeah. Is that there is a scene in this movie, yeah, which is a direct copy from Star Wars Attack of the I Clones. think there's, and that is the scene where they lay in a field, <laughs> and he secretly reveals that he's a fascist, yeah. uh... and she just glances over it and continues to have a romantic connection with someone after he's just openly admitted to being a fascist. I mean. Right, on, on that, it's not just that that they steal from Star Wars. I feel like his whole arc in this movie was just Anakin. He went at the start from yeah. being a very charismatic and loving person that was doing everything for the ones he loved to mm. then just slowly but surely becoming more evil than evil until he then, yeah. you know, harms the person he's supposed to love in this. <laughs> it yeah. Literally, it's just... Harms lots of people. In yeah, it. it's it. Boy, well, well, yeah, yeah. Come like a, a lot of people. Um, yeah, there's there is some things in this movie that I don't like, and I I just kind of want to. It it kind of moves into into this scene where just afterwards she finishes and she's like, oh, I'm gonna go and pick up some catnesses. <laughs> it's just like yeah. what? 
And he's like, oh, you've never... And he reacts <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, and he's like, you've never heard of them he before. He reacts to the name. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like... <laughs> Even though it's <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah. This is good 60 years or so before then. <laughs> and he, yeah. And he's... He does, doesn't he? He looks over and he's just like... Nah. It's like it's like a... That's that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, oh, God, it, it killed me a little bit. That felt very, like, shoehorning. Yeah, yeah, it did. For no reason um, into this movie. But, yeah, he's... But another thing as well that um, is it, I don't know if it's shoehorned in or if it's if it's explained in in the original source material anyway, but there's a, a song that she sings mm. about the hanging tree. Now this is a song yeah. that Katniss then sings like literally to him, and like now now mm. watching this, it does feel more of like a yeah fuck you when you watch those movies because it's sang by the the one yeah. he he loved, um, and then yeah. so I think. In universe, she writes that song. Yeah. So Rachel Zegler's character in this is the writer of that song yeah, yeah. that Katniss Everdeen is copying. But I don't know if it's ever explained in universe whether anyone knows about this. Yeah, or if like if anyone knows that they had a thing. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's widely reported, I'm I'm not sure. And it's left very vague at the end. Yeah. In terms of where Rachel Zegler's character say, is it, and what happened to it, her. Is she and, dead? Is she not? Um, it's never confirmed. Yeah, I whether she's dead or alive. I really like the paranoia that stood in this movie. Um, they they showcase yeah. the the mockingjays and like how they've like could control them and stuff like that. And like there's so many mm. scenes in this where that's the the Jabba the Jabberjays. Sorry, the Jabberjays. Mm. And there's bits where you see they they use quite well in the plot as well. But like as like a, a plot yeah. device. But there's points where there's something mysterious happening, and then you just hear like screams that aren't there or noises that aren't there and it's the Jabba Jays just like say yeah. and it, oh it's really cool I really liked that aspect of it. I thought it was really ominous yeah. and it it just it went into the uh, Viola Davis it went into her like you know how she's like twisted yeah. and evil and it like I think it just helped her be this horrible person that yeah. she is in the movie I thought it was really good I think she was she was the standout for me in this movie I think Viola Davis. Yeah, I'd agree with you on I mean, that. I'd agree with she's, you. She's always incredible anyway, but she does so well of just being this, like, just evilness yeah. and, like, this unlikableness. Yeah, it's done so well. And just really, like, unnerving and horrible. And she, she, She's great. Um, now, I want to touch on the dialogue yes. that I mentioned previously. There's one line in particular, and we watched it together in the cinema, and when it was said, we literally both looked at each other and laughed. Is <laughs> it like, what is this? And Peter Dinklage, so Peter Dinklage's character, uh, Cass Highbottom, uh, which is, is called, it's hinted that he had uh, a friendship with Coriolanus's father, yeah. Daddy Snow. <laughs> As uh, we're going to call him now, Daddy Snow. Yeah. Daddy, um, Daddy Snow. No, I'm going to stop that. <laughs> and uh, Peter Dinklage literally just says, Yes, we were best friends once. And then just brushes <laughs> yeah, over it completely. Just, yeah, yeah. And it's like, there's no explanation or exposition before <laughs> or after that as to like why that's important or why the, that's a story aspect. It, it's just, it was awful. Yeah. It was so jarring. <laughs> Speaking of things that were jarring, some of the music scenes kind of made me hate Rachel Zegler's character a so little I... bit. I really enjoyed the music scenes. To be fair, I really enjoyed them, but that's just because I love me some country, and like yeah, <laughs> like there's some banging songs. Yeah, yeah. It's more 
I, I was thinking of one thing throughout most of the music scenes. And have you seen that woman on TikTok that does like parodies of like like main characters in movies? So it might be like uh, the one female lead in a movie that she thinks that everyone's obsessed yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Or, yeah. Like and it it was given that energy yeah. a lot. Oh, would, there was a lot of that sort of I would have loved a scene in some of the singing songs. I would have loved the scene where it's just like everyone it just cuts over people and it's like oh, for fuck's sake, not again. It's just like she's, she's singing again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh, we'll be hinted at that. She when she's taken in, like when they pull her out of District Twelve, she's attacked by the mayor's daughter. Mm. Um a bit of like a love triangle thing going on. And she's literally like, oh, she's singing again. <laughs> and then by like the third singing scene in the movie, I was a bit like, oh, God, she does not stop this one, does she? She's like that per- that bloke with the guitar at every single campfire, isn't she? <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> just yeah. carries on. But oh, And like, she's great. I just feel like they maybe could have worked him in a bit better. Okay. Um, I, I feel like, and I just found some of them a little bit jarring. The first one I thought was really good. I thought the first one was really good. Yeah. I liked the and the last one, the hanging great. tree one. I love. I really liked that one. Mm. Um, although it did kind of feel a bit like soloy, like you know, in the movie where it's just like, where it's oh, my name's Han. It's like hmm, what's your la- what's your people's name? And it goes hmm, solo. They're just yeah, gone yeah. hmm. How can we? put in the song from the original movie into this so it means something to snow here we go we'll just get her to do it yeah same with the katniss thing it was just shoehorned i feel like it was shoehorned in but i'll give it a pass because i like the song yeah um, yeah it did feel i agreed it was a bit like how can we connect this to the others i suppose yeah. now and one thing that yeah i i thought that the ones where it was her singing with like her band were really good and I really liked yeah. I really liked the aspect of, of that part of the movie. I really liked the end part of the mm. movie. Though it I don't know if you've ever seen the Pacific. But it, it kinda yeah. felt like that sort it kinda felt like the episode in the Pacific where uh, they're in Australia and he meets the woman mm. and he's just like every so often he goes off to do stuff with it with his girlfriend and then he comes back and then there's military yeah. stuff that happens and then there's bits where they're in bars and fights happen and the police come and round them up and get take them away it just very mm. it felt like at the start of the movie we had a Hunger Games movie then the end of it it like they were just like they ripped off from several different things like they ripped off obviously yeah. they've done Hunger Games yeah that's Hunger Games fair enough they can do that they can rip off themselves then it was Star Wars and then it was Pacific. <laughs> And then, then it yeah. went to its own little thing again. Yeah, I think... So, editing-wise, this movie's split into three parts. So, like, yeah. three chapters. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm assuming is also how it's done in the book. I reckon they do so have far. chapters in the book, yeah. Yeah, so you have the... Really, I meant parts. <laughs> so, like, the first part uh, is, like, pre-Hunger Games. Yes. So, it's... Uh, Coriolanus sort of dealing with the internal politics at Hunger Games school mm. and then also suggesting the idea of mentors, meeting Lucy Gray, that sort of thing. Uh, chapter two is the games itself. And then chapter three um, is his sort of punishment and, and villain arc, if you will. So he basically gets found out for helping Lucy Gray win by cheating. Um, and then his punishment is serving 20 years as a peacekeeper in District 12. Um, now I think narratively this wasn't 
I didn't think it paid off to the fullest extent it could no. have by splitting it into parts. Because like you said earlier, the, the Hunger Games bit felt really, really short. Yeah. And then there's other bits where it's just like two people sat on a train. Yeah, yeah. That feel really, really long. Um, and I don't think it necessarily worked. I, I respect it for trying to stay honest to the book and true to the book and how that story is told. I think that's really, really well done. But I think some elements and diff- some parts could have definitely been fleshed yeah. out and made more interesting. And some parts were should have been much Yeah. Condensed, it kind of like it didn't know I what think. movie it wanted to be and what it wanted to yeah. give off. Um, so they just went, we'll just be everything. We'll be a war movie, a romance movie, and a Hunger Games movie, yeah. and we'll do it all in one. Um, mm. Yeah, It was like Oprah giving out genres. Yeah, yeah. You get a yeah, genre, yeah. you get a genre. Um, I... Yeah, I, I thought, I yeah, I agree with you on that one. I feel like it didn't it didn't pay off entirely. Um, I just I just want to touch on um, some of the the set pieces and stuff like that that they, they brought into the into this movie. Um, now, in the original Hunger Games, we see um, all the all the the, the people that are going to go into the arena, all the tributes. They they get housed in like these. Well, it goes off of whatever district you're in, isn't it? So if you're in District Twelve, you get the nicest, you get the nicest house, uh, and then it gets like worse and worse. Obviously, it's not worse because it's in the capital, but yeah, they, they they kind of give you if you live in the worst district, you get the nicest sort of thing to start with. Now in this movie, it's completely different. They pluck all of those people and they put them in the zoo, and then they're like, and yeah. then the 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 announcer for it is just like, hey, come on down to the zoo and see our tributes, and like they're all in, they're all literally yeah. in like a, a chimpanzee cage, uh, yeah, and a they're cage, all in a yeah. cage, um, and then they. This is what I meant about like the moral. Yeah, yeah like, people know it's not it's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, people understand that this isn't a good yeah. thing. Like we don't, the audience don't need the hand holding through that. Aspect. But I, I do like. Sorry, carry I on. do on on that though. I do like the fact that they start to show how they start to make the capital like it. How they how they how they're yeah. getting them to get behind it because they, I mean we've all seen like things like I'm a celebrity, um, celebrity who mm. dares wins the island like they're they're not great premises like they're, they're putting people in harm's way no. and there's animals that get hurt and these sort of things but we watch it because we we like the story of the people that are involved in it and that is something that they come mm. on in this to go well how about we sell the story of these people people get invested yeah. they'll watch it more people will get. We'll get money. It's literally about how they get better ratings. Which, <laughs> so I, I think on that, and I, I made a note about this. Um, so the big thing is, like you said, like ratings are down, people losing interest, people aren't watching it. And this is meant to be. This is set in the time of the tenth Hunger yeah. Games. So they've done nine more of these, and all these people, Coriolanus and all of his school friends at Hunger Games school, all want to be involved in designing the games. But the games just take place, like you mentioned earlier, in like a, a brick-off yeah, yeah. coliseum. It's like, you want people to watch, maybe build a decent arena. Maybe. What are the current game people doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no, like, there's no, there's no like, dangerous animals in there. There's no, like, you... they, they introduce that in this yeah, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, you see a creator. It's like, well, why is, why is the, the role of, of game creator, which they're all going for at school, so prized when currently all they do is just put them in a big concrete box effectively one of the things like, no wonder people aren't watching you've just touched on it perfectly we talk about dialogue and uh mm. but the you know the, the introduction of like the first sort of finale that they have um like you, you see that like, they, they kind of put the animals in 
at the end of the, the last one goes in it was mm. those weird dogs and stuff like that and then this one they, they yeah. bring in snakes um now yeah. these snakes are, are a rainbowy color like a petrol color aren't they um it's like a yeah. weird hue along it and um <laughs> who's hue don't <laughs> <laughs> that's a little inside joke for me and Ryan there <laughs> and um, yeah, you fucking throw me off here but yeah there's, there's uh, I did it I got him I got him there's a, there's a bit in it where she just goes tonight will be the final event of the Hunger Games and he's like yeah. a rainbow of death and destruction will fall upon you and now if I was in there and they went a rainbow of death is going to hit you I'd be like oh no not a rainbow fucking hell no oh. not a rainbow <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, yeah. it was a bit on yeah, the nose it's like, this, this actually quite an important part of the plot um, of, these, of these snakes mm. um, but yeah the, the way it was like, if I was her I would just go I'm gonna release a fucking ton of snakes. I'm gonna kill you all. Like, just just yeah. tell them. Just go. Right. I, I think I'd have gone with the uh, your your fate slithers closer. Ooh, I yeah, that's a like good that. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like that yeah. one. Oh, that's a. Hey, I should run the Hunger Games. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't. I can't afford to go to Hunger Games school though. So that's never. Leave a Cornelius by the sounds of it, but he still made it work. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. True. Very true. But yeah, I um. Oh, yeah, that that yeah, some of the dialogue actually yeah, was was pretty shit. Um, yeah, the yeah, I I liked it, and I like the fact that we kind of see how the the new arenas kind of work because it's just completely done by accident. Yeah. Um, and I like the bits you see the the, the presenter. Um, it's clearly normally just done in a day, and they just kill each other all there and then. Yeah. And he's like. You can see Vince. He's like, "Fucking hell, this is taking forever." This Jesus. Yeah. And he like phones for a restaurant, I, I and he's say, like, um, "Yeah, can I, can I maybe push back my book into nine or something like that?" I really like that inclusion of it. I must say, the presenter of this uh, is played by Jason's uh, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Was another standout. Really good. He was really, really good. really good. He does like he carries the whole like comedic relief yeah. on his and shoulders, he's... and he does a brilliant job of it. It's kind of suck. Is he better? I kind of like. Is he better than Stanley Tucci no. in the original no, ones? But he does. I think he's on he par. He does kind of like a, a proto version of uh, of his, yeah. isn't it? It's like what came before, and then it's kind of what um, he kind of models yeah. his sort of persona after. Um, yeah. But the the thing I always like about the Hunger Games, I always try and picture if it was being presented by Anton Deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will definitely do it if it was if it was real yeah. now in the UK. It would definitely they, w- be they would do death. it. Yeah, <laughs> it would. Do. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I, I enjoyed the movie. I did enjoy it. Um, as, yeah. as much as it has yeah, some I, bad I think, bits in it, I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I think if you're a, a fan of the original Hunger Games, then I think you'll definitely enjoy this one. Um, and it, it, on the whole, it is good. I know we, we have sort of ripped it apart during spoilers a little bit. Um, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. It, it yeah. was good. I, I liked the... Uh, I do like the Hunger Games. I, you can never go wrong, you know, with putting a load of young actors in an arena and just watching them kill each other. You know, it's always quite fun. There was a bit, actually, that got me. Mm. Um, and I think it got a lot of people by surprise. It's um, You see one of the uh, one of the tributes is, like, kind of crucifixed on a, on a bit of rubble. So, mm. essentially, the arena gets blown up by rebels, by the way. And uh, then... Um, yeah. 
they kind of just decide to go ahead with the games anyway in the in the uh, in the rubble, which is kind of how eventually the new arenas kind of come about because they have more free roam and they go and hide in places. But yeah, one of the people is is caught up and is is um, being crucifixed on top of a piece of concrete, mm. and we see another tribute like kind of climbing up and the music's kind of nice and somber and it looks like she's going mm. to like free him, let him down. And then it just turns completely south and she just starts hitting him with, yeah. she starts stabbing him with an axe. And I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> like it, really, it caught me off guard. I was like, cause it, it, I was kind of like, imagine if she did just like kill him there. And then all of a sudden she did just mm. go, I was like, whoa, did not actually expect yeah. them to do that. And that, that I felt like that was a really, I really liked that scene to be fair. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I, I do think, even though the Hunger Games are obviously like a shorter part of this story, I think it actually handles the emotional aspect yeah. of the tributes yeah. probably a bit better than the original ones, to be honest. I could see that. And I think, obviously, you spend more time with them as a group and you, you're supposed to feel more sorry for these ones than in the original ones, I guess. Um, but the, like, there's a couple of like emo- really emotional moments like during the Hunger Games. Um which land really, really well and are really, really well executed. Where you do sit there and think, like, damn, these people were just, just dragged yeah, off the street and yeah. made to to do this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think on the whole, I think it was a pretty good movie. Mm. Um, and like I said, if you are, if you do have sort of an affinity to the original ones, definitely go and see it. Um, so I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. There's, there's only one thing I've got that I'm just like, how did mm. Snow? become this how is he so clever and how does he rise to the top when his plan so these these snakes by the way they get used to your scent so he doesn't get bit in one yeah. of the scenes because uh, he wrote the the proposal for the new hunger games and she kind of does this little trick where she you know someone else tries to claim claim that it was her ideas and she goes okay we'll go and get the proposal out of this this snake tank and she goes to get it she gets bit mm. uh, we i'm assuming does she die or did she just get hurt i'm not she, she does die. die and then um he kind of clicks onto that and he's like, oh shit, she's going to release the rainbow of death and destruction into the arena tonight. I need to get mm. um, a bit of um, Lucy Lucy Gray. Lucy Gray's um, yeah. scent into that snake pit so she can live. And what he does is he gets his dad's handkerchief with his initials on it and then puts it in the tank. Mm. Yeah. How stupid do you have to be? He's literally just put his fucking name <laughs> in there and gone, yeah, yeah they'll, never, they'll never get that. And obviously, of course they They'll do. Of course they do, out. and that's ended up. That's why he gets punished and sent and mm. sent to District Twelve. And of course, his father and Peter Dinklage were. Best and yeah, friends they were once. best friends once. So obviously, he's going to know. His we already yeah. knew. Um, yeah, I like the fact that it did it. end with the mirror of the original Hunger Games, where he gets it goes into the room and it's the, yeah. the poison. I like that. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, loot box yeah. good. But yeah, well. see it. I'd say. Now, Simo, should we move it on to the next section of the show? I think we should move it on to the next section. The next section, of course, being between two droids. Now, how this element of the show works, we both come armed with a hot take. Maybe one that we've thought of personally, or maybe one we've been sent, or maybe one that we've just found and thought was worthy of discussion. Now, Simo, do you want to go first? Uh, Yeah, I'll go first. So, this kind of moves into some stuff we spoke about earlier. Um, now my hot take mm-hmm. is reboots of beloved movies are fine. Now I'm gonna go Whoa. into some little uh, some little constraints on this, some little some little barriers and little rules that I think we should we should stick to on this. But I think okay. reboots are okay as long as you bring something new to the story. You know you could do a modern interpretation of it. Um, 
so yeah obviously if it's an old if it's an old movie why not why not make it a one that's in the modern modern world that modern audiences yeah. can actually relate to i think that's fine um so yeah you, you can bring a classic story to a new generation by doing this um people might actually go back and watch the original because of it and if they don't you know who cares like it, the, the the story's still there it's the same story um yeah it's been done as well. It's been done for absolutely centuries. Like, how many times do people do a Shakespeare play? Like, I know they don't redo yeah. them, but they they are doing them again and again and again and again. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, um, I think how many like Godzillas? Yeah, Godzillas. Are. Yeah, there's absolutely loads of them. Um, James Bond. Yeah, famous yeah. for rebooting. Yeah, Doctor Who. A kind of, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of like absolutely. soft reboots, I guess. But like, you know, they they yeah. are. They are reboots, and I think as long as you you, you you pay homage to the original and you don't just absolutely scupper it, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But then again, I don't think you should just do a remake and just make it exactly the same beat for beat. Um, yeah, I'd back that. I I think they can be done. Now on that, I don't. I as much as I I this is a statement that I think with. I think I would probably cry if they made a new Star Wars, a New Hope, but. You know, yeah. it, you don't have to like a reboot just because you like the original. The original's always going to be there for you. It's not changing that. It's not getting rid of it. You can always just enjoy that little bit. That little bit. You know, you don't have to enjoy yeah. a reboot. But that's that's my uh, hot take. Well, I agree with you on your hot take this week, Simmer. Oh, you've um, agreed. <laughs> I think, like you say, it's been done for centuries. <clears throat> it's been done for a long, long time, and. Um, like you said, if it's something new or just a different imperta- interpretation, bring it on. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Now, my hot take this week. So, when the Pedro Pascal Fantastic Four news dropped, um, and you did mention it earlier, yep. I was thinking, there hasn't really been any casting rumours for a while <laughs> about the thing. And I was thinking about who would make a good uh, <laughs> casting for the thing. Now, but it's a bit of an out there one. This one, very because much out there. It is someone. It, yeah. it is someone that isn't an actor, and as far as I'm aware, has never done any acting work. Now, I know you are familiar with this man. Sir. I am. However, yeah. for the audience that might not be, there is uh, a fitness gym Guru. influencer <laughs> in America uh, who goes by the name of Sam Sulek. And I think that Sam Sulek would be the perfect casting for the thing. So a few reasons why this is. The first one, he's basically built like the thing already. He is absolutely huge. He's whammo. You could literally just spray paint him orange and it would look like the thing already. Like he's ridiculously big. Two, I think he's very good natured as a person. Like he's someone that, his just natural personality and charisma is like very Ben Grimm esque. Uh, I think. I think the the comedic aspect. I think he could do really well. He has a very good like natural comedic timing that we see and like his like gym content and stuff. And he has an athletic background. He is a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um. But he used to be. A, uh. He was like a semi professional diver. I think he was in like the college schemes in America for diving. Um and did he recently did it to show that he's still got his athletic ability even though he's now massive um 
But I just think he'd be great. You know what, Ryan? I'd I would love to see that. Like it's not it's not unheard of for them to bring bodybuilders that have not done acting into no. that team world. I mean, most Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno played the the Hulk, and then most famously yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he came yeah. through and did was it, was it Hercules. Hercules comes to America or something like that. Was that his first one? And something like, like that. Yeah, the acting on that. If you watch it, it's it's shit. <laughs> like a lot of his yeah. early, act- I mean, a lot. Of this this is going to be very controversial. But I love Arnold Schwarzenegger's acting. It's shit. And like, let's be honest. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's there because he's massive. But yeah, yeah I agree. Exactly. Sam Sullivan, the way the way he talks, his timing. I I I agree. Mm-hmm. And he's in the zeitgeist. Like he is in yeah. the zeitgeist. A lot of young people know him. A lot of people who go to the, if, if I think if you're on TikTok and you go to the gym, you've seen a Sam Sullivan video. Mm. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Meat Canyon just took the piss out of him recently. Like like people yeah, know yeah. him. Um, yeah, I. Oh, I'd love that. I actually would. I would genuinely there love that. That'd be incredible. Kevin Feige, make it happen. Oh. I'm here waiting for my royalty check. God, this... When Fantastic Four makes a There's billion only one dollars. problem with it though, Ryan. There's only one problem. Is What's that? I'd be sat there in in the cinema, and I'd see Sam Sutt come up, and I'd just hear his breathing, and I'd, I'd instantly have to run away. I'd have to run to the gym. <laughs> I'd have to yeah. run to the gym, <laughs> and I'd have to, I'd have to get a quick pump, you know. <laughs> and come oh, back. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Whew, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to halfway through yeah. just like say, "Oh shit!" I almost forgot my Destroxy shake or whatever the fucking yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If a I girl mean, looks I, I at him in the movie, great. I want him to just like run off and like start crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move it on. Yes. Simo, what have you been watching this week? So I've been watching um, Invincible. Very kind of cartoon heavy, mine actually this week. I've uh, been watching Invincible. Mm. I've caught up with that. Um, spoilers. Yeah. Actually, no, I won't say spoilers. I really enjoyed it. No, really good. Get and watch it. Um, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I then caught up with Loki and I watched the finale of Loki. Again, incredible. The music. I feel like it, it's a slight homage to another song that end that end song that it ends with. But it was oh, the, the soundtrack in that is incredible. And then um, yeah, really good. I uh, due to the fact that I, I can't. I think we listened to it or watched a bit of it at yours last weekend i ended up i've been watching a bit more the big les show which i don't know if you Mm. might if you listen to this you may know who it is you may not know who it is but it's a cartoon series that follows kind of like a god uh, an alien god who lives on earth he's just chilling out in australia with his pals one of his pals is a a magic sasquatch which i think is the universe (laughs) i don't know uh but it's incredible you should definitely watch it It's, it's done in microsoft paint he does all, or microscoft, as he says in the thing. Um, he's yeah, he does all the voices, he does all the sound, the music for it's incredible. It's just incredibly well made. So he did it on paint, and I yeah, watch it. It's incredible. What about you? Yeah. What have you? Uh, what have yeah. you been watching? Uh, so again, I've had a bit of a, a throwback week okay. this week. Okay. Um, so one thing I've been watching uh, it's an old Chris Lilly show okay. called Jonah from Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And. It is hilarious. <laughs> I, I watched it when it first came out, um, and it is it is just so funny. I can't describe what oh, it's about, no. I don't think, without being offensive. I was going to say, are we going to offend any of our listeners? It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> is, it, is it? Please give it a watch. Oh, yeah. my God, it's incredible. Do we have any rangers listening to this? If we do, send, send us in a little message. <laughs> Uh, and the, the second thing I watched this week, um, so when the Pedro Pascal uh, casting news came out, 
yeah. I, I was thinking about Fantastic Four, and I went back and I and I watched the old, just the first one. Oh, okay. The first okay. Fantastic Four movie from the early two thousands, and do you know what? I had such a good time with it. Doctor it's so sick. good. Incredible costumes. Yeah, they just <clears throat> they don't do the whole like they do cheesiness, but in the wrong way. They don't do it like comic book cheesy. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. movie has the perfect balance of like comic book cheesiness. It's so good. Um, the second one and goes then too far. The last thing I watched this week um, was the. There's a new series on Netflix. It's like a, a docu series, um, which is called How to Be a Mob Boss. Okay. It's really interesting. Um, it's basically just uh, discussing mob bosses and how they got to the top and did all this sort of thing. Uh, it's narrated by Peter Dinklage, oh. um, and it's it's really interesting. <clears throat> it's worth a watch and it, it does like the netflix like animated documentary style sort of thing okay yeah, do, like, yeah dramatic recreations I get you. um yeah it's really really enjoyable um i'd recommend watching it is it long uh no it's not that long there's uh i think the episodes are only like half an hour long and there's not too many of them okay that's not too bad that could be a watch that yeah. could be a watch absolutely hey, so uh, should we move on to the this, the next section, which is some questions asked, because we've, we've got a question here. Let's do it. This is from I am wow. Troy McClure. McClure, if I said it wrong, if, yeah. Um, ask the question of: Do you prefer to watch a movie or read the book first? Now he said that he prefers to watch a movie first because it helps him imagine the characters in the book. Wow. What do you think? Ooh. I'm in two minds. I definitely prefer reading the book. Okay. Um, only because if if it's a franchise or something where that was how it originated, that is the purest form and like interpretation of of that story and of the characters. I get you. I, get you. I can understand what Troy's saying around like visualizing the characters and stuff, but I think if a book is written well, that that's the very easy thing to do. Yeah. If if the book yeah. if the book is written well and the characters are described well, then that's really easy as as a reader to do. So it, I don't always think that. However, there are movies I've seen that I didn't even realize were books, and I've watched the movie, really enjoyed it, and then gone and bought and read an entire book series because of it. So that's not without its merits either. Yeah. But I think if I had to pick one, I would definitely read first. Okay, so I'm 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 more of a I like visuals more. Like I'm I'm very more things that interest me are things I can see more than than the reading mm. side of it. That's just the, who I am. So I I do prefer to watch movies um, over. A, if I had to choose between reading a book or watching a movie, I'd watch the movie. Probably just because I'm lazy. Like I'd I'd much rather do that. And it's it's less time. <laughs> and you can't read. And I can't read. I like you know. So it's, unless it's like a big picture <laughs> book, I'm pretty much screwed. <laughs> But like, this, this, I'm just gonna go to two examples here for both of them. Like I, um, mm. I read Secret Evasion before I watched the series. Yeah. For one, it doesn't really matter because they're completely different stories. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I was definitely, I feel like if I watched that first and then read the book, I'd be way more impressed. Do it the way around. I'm like, fucking, how they've ruined this. So yeah, definitely the book. Yeah. Um, and then there's another book, Into the Wild. Now that mm. book, if you, I think if you read that book and then watched the movie, it makes the movie ten times better because it's still the same yeah. story. It's a real life event that happened, 
but then it just the the deep cuts in the movie like there's bits obviously that the movies can't explain and the book does it a lot better but then when you watch it I, yeah I, it just hits so much differently because you've just got the yeah. more of an understanding of the situation that's going on um so yeah it's it's a difficult one um i prefer to watch a movie yeah. but i yeah i think you should probably i think it is better to read the book first yeah absolutely um now Sima, is that the show i think that is the show do you want to tell tell the lovely audience where they can find us? So, you could get in touch with us, send in whatever you want, letter, review, well, probably not review, do that on the actual review platforms, but you could send in a letter, uh, have questions asked, a hot take through to our Gmail, which is podcast at gmail.com. Now, that's the number two droidspodcast at gmail.com. We have the two droids pod everywhere else. That's TikTok, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it now. Reddit, we're the two droids pod. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to send us anything, send it through to those. You know, we uh, might be down the pod, or we might not. Yeah, if it's a good one. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. will. If it's a shit one, we won't. Obviously. No, absolutely not. Unless it's that Don't shit so that it somehow becomes good. Yeah, but... If you want to find out, get in touch. Get in Let touch. us know. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Mm. Uh, it's appreciated, as always. Hopefully, we've given you some exciting news to think about uh, this week. And, of course, thank you to Who Clothing for sponsoring this episode. Uh, have a lovely week. Thanks to you, Simo. Yeah, you have a lovely week, too. Thank you. Yeah. And we will see you next time. See you next week. Tell your friends as well. Bye. Bye.